Babe, when it comes to marriage, not just ours, but when you think of marriage, what are the top three most important things do you think uh, a relationship needs? Um, trust, loyalty, <clears throat> and support. Do you think that you can be loyal and support someone if you don't trust them? No, I don't. I think it'd be kind of hard to be, if you can't trust them, to be loyal and to be supportive. Where do you think trust falls in our marriage? Mm, I think it's a trusting marriage, very high. It's high on our... All right, we, we, I think we both have the utmost trust for each other. And it's a very high priority for us. I agree. I agree, I agree. I don't think I would have married you if I didn't trust you. Yeah, neither would I. <laughs> <laughs> I had just turned 24 when I met my husband. He was a young 21-year-old. We were colleagues first, and then we became friends. And then we became really good friends. Okay, so I knew Jesus back then. Okay, but let's be honest, I wasn't really walking with Jesus at this time. So yes, we were great friends. <laughs> then, after a, then after a jealous moment on his part, we put a label on it. Yikes. A label <laughs> on a relationship. Do people even do that these days anymore? I feel like it's love is love. Anyways, <laughs> I had been in love twice before. And I've had my heart broken twice before. Myron, on the other hand, well... He claims I am his first and only love. I know, hard to believe, but he swears by that. This also scared me, so when he asked me to marry him, I said yes, but we had to have a long engagement. We had only been dating for about a year and a half. We were engaged for two years before we finally said I do. On August 8, 2008, we became man and wife husband and wife. It's been 11 and a half years of bliss. Okay, not really, but really it has been. Otherwise I wouldn't have stuck around this long. <laughs> we have faced many challenges, climbed many mountains, got lost in many valleys, but through it all, we choose to remain as one. Choose being the operant word here. It's so easy to go through struggles and throw in the towel and say, I'm done. I quit. Myron and I have always chose each other. We always choose our marriage. We choose our family. We fight hard. Most of the time's fair. But not always. That actually takes a lot of practice. We love even harder, though. We love deeply and passionately. The Bible says in Mark 10, 8 to 10, and the two will become one flesh. 
in Genesis 2.24, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. This brings me to why I wanted to focus on marriage for this podcast. Besides the fact that I've had a lot of people write in and message me asking me to do a podcast on marriage, specifically towards trust, codependency, and sex is another one. For this podcast, I'm going to kind of focus just with the way this past week has gone or last couple weeks have gone for me um, and for me and my husband, actually. I want to focus on trust. This is a huge one. Trust is huge in a relationship. Any relationship. Whether it be your marriage, friendships, um, business partnerships. Trust has to be there. I tell my children all the time. Trust is the one thing that's once it is broken... It is the most difficult thing to ever get back. They need to show me I can trust them always. And that starts with my husband and I. I do this, um, even for my kids, I do this. They, They constantly, my oldest daughter, she's nine. She's in the fourth grade. Literally since second grade, she has begged me for a cell phone. And she always tells me, well, how old? What grade will I need to be in? How old do I have to be? And I always tell them, it's not about how old or what grade you're in. It's about, my girls are both kind of math people. And so for them, they really understand percentage. So I tell them, you have to show me 100% that you can be trustworthy, that you can be honest, that you can be responsible and respectful because having technology at the tips of your finger can be very dangerous. So you have to have all those things. And so I tell them it's a percentage. You have to prove to mommy and daddy a hundred percent that you can be those things. That's how much I hold trust. Trust is an emotion. It's where we expose our most vulnerable vulnerabilities and we share our deepest self. It's big. I would love to say that my husband has never given me a reason not to trust him, but that would be a lie. I've never trusted him in the area of infidelity. Um, I'm sorry, I've never not trusted him that came out wrong I have never not trusted him in the area of infidelity but he has given me reason not to trust him with house cleaning holding down the fort while I'm gone well at least to my expectations the kids are always still living when I return so I guess he does a great job at that but infidelity is where I think a lot of my questions on trust have come from, from my listeners. And I pray for you and those of you who have written in and shared your stories with me. Um, it, it really touches my heart because it's something that I hold very 
dear to me and it's just something that I pray to God every day and I thank him that I've never had this issue with my husband at least to my knowledge or even to my my woman's I think when this happens most women have an intuition that it's happening and I I've never personally dealt with it in my marriage but I do have personal experience with it um in my family so infidelity is where most relationships fail outside of financial reasons a lot of people don't think that um sex is a huge part of marriage or that it's important but that sexual intimacy is very important and we'll I'll I'll just that cuz you know they kind of go hand in hand right you got to really trust somebody trust your partner trust your husband trust your boyfriend whoever it is that you choose to give yourself to male or female and I think especially more so for female it takes a lot of trust we already have a lot of insecurities and that's just a place that you go to that really just opens yourself up that you know, is super private, super, um, it's an amazing thing. But if that trust is broken, that is, man, my personal experience with it is through my parents. And this is why I do not, like, I do not stand for infidelity in any I don't think there's any excuse in the world for it. My parents divorced over infidelity. For years, I blamed my dad. I knew he had cheated on my mom. My mom was very honest with us about it. Never bad, you know, like making my dad the bad guy or anything, but she was very honest on why they divorced. And my parents divorced when I was very young. I was seven, seven, right before I turned eight. I swore I would never stand for that, and I haven't. And every guy I ever dated, I set that boundary from the beginning. Myron knows, like, when we first met, when we first started hanging out, even before we were dating, I would talk to him about this because we would talk about previous relationships that we've had. He was a he was my great friend before we became lovers, I guess you could say. Um, and I've always told him, he knows, if he ever feels that urge, he better be ready for war. That ends in death. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, that's a bit harsh. But really, that's how badly I hate cheating. I think my hate for it got stronger. When I was in college, I asked my father why he cheated on my mother. You know what his response to me was? Oh, because she cheated on me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am a young 20-something-year-old who always believed my poor mom, my dad cheated on her. How could he? She's such an amazing woman. She's beautiful. What is wrong with him? She cheated on him. I was livid. I was devastated. I called my mom and I asked her if dad was lying. You know, her response back to me was, I did, 
but only because he cheated on me. What? That was her response. Ladies, to my, and to my gentlemen that listen to this, tit for tat does not work here. My parents divorced. I had a listener, well, not name names, but he's kind of going through the same thing. Wife, you know, had, and let me tell you, this is, this can be even more damaging than physical affairs. An emotional and mental affair can hurt somebody more deeply than a physical affair. But this friend of mine, his wife is going through something of her own and there was an emotional affair going on and he is devastated. And he's telling me about it. And he's telling me that there's this other woman that he can talk to. And he kind of wants to just get back at his wife. And I'm, no, you cannot. Tit for tat does not work. It will end badly. It will. I have listened to many couples who have cheated. And they always want to do the same to their partner. Thinking it will make them feel better. It does for a minute. But 99% of the time, it makes them feel worse afterwards. They end up having sex with somebody they can't stand and the relationship ends. Or they end up entrusting in somebody that becomes a little crazy for them and then it just creates a whole triangular, unhealthy dynamic and ends very badly. I'm telling you, it's, it's a terrible, terrible thing. But that's not the only area of trust that can be broken. Maybe your trust issue is because your partner has an addiction issue or controls all the finances or maybe their parenting style differs quite differently from yours and you don't trust them with your children or maybe you caught your partner in a little white lie and now you think to yourself, he or she can lie to me about this. What else are they going to lie to me about? Maybe your partner has never given you a reason not to trust them, but because of your own insecurities or childhood attachment issues, you don't trust anyone. Whatever it is, trust is broken somehow, somewhere in the relationship. So I always get the question, can you get trust back? Is it possible to trust someone again? It has been asked before, If trust is a choice. Yes, yes, and yes. You can get trust back. It is possible. And yes, it has to be a choice. Look, it's so easy, like I said, to just say, nope, you lied, I'm done. We're out. If you truly, truly love somebody and you truly... Um, and both parties are wanting to make it work. Look, it is the hardest thing to gain back in relationship, especially a marriage, but it is possible to trust again. The person lacking the trust has to be willing to accept whatever it was that has happened, process it, and choose to trust their partner again. 
Now that's not all. It is super important to create a space, a safe space for you and your partner to have a hard conversation. This is something Myron and I have worked on throughout our entire marriage. And it wasn't until probably about five years ago that, and through therapy and, um, you know, figuring out our own issues that we each have and how we can bring that together. And in the moment of a heated argument, saying, raising your, throwing your flag in and saying, you know what, we can't have this argument here. We need to take a moment. We need to find our safe space. You need to allow me to say these things I need to say. I need to be open to hearing it. And you need to allow me to respond in such a way. When you can create a space like that, which is not easy to do, it takes commitment and it has to be agreed upon. It takes conversation to create the safe place conversation. So it's hard. It takes a lot of work to get there. So that's where I would start. That's where I would definitely start at. Find that space. Are we both willing? Do we both want to make this work? And how can we... First, we need to create this safe space that we can come to and be very raw and be very honest. Not hurtful. Not intentionally hurtful. That's where people get that safe space mistaken for. It's not so that you can go in and play the blame game, blame, 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 and be hurtful, hurtful, hurtful. It's, this is how I'm feeling. This is how you made me feel. Other partner acknowledges those feelings, legitimizes those feelings, and can respond, and vice versa. If both parties are willing, it is possible. But both parties have to be willing. The partner that broke the trust can't just expect to gain it back with a snap of a finger and an apology. The person the trust was broken with has to have an internal dialogue with themselves to figure out what it would take for the person that broke their trust What would it take for them to trust that person again? Honestly, if it was due to infidelity, maybe it's that there is no, quote, working late nights anymore. We already know it was those late night work work meetings that wasn't really work. You finish work at 5 o'clock, you better be home by 5.30 however traffic whatever you know I know it sounds a little petty and it sounds um a little bit uh um oh my gosh I'm so sorry I just totally lost my words there but maybe whiny or controlling but in the beginning it it has to be it has to be in the beginning of this healing period there has to be boundaries that are set and met and if the person that broke your trust wants that back 
they have to agree and be willing to do those things too. So maybe it's those working late forever. And it could be for however long the spouse who lost the trust would need to gain it back. Or maybe it's not allowing your addictive partner to carry cash with them anymore. Because that was so easy for them to stop at the store or pick up a bottle or, you know, pick up a dime bag. I don't know. I don't do drugs. I never have. I don't even know anything about that. But, um, you know, whatever it is, like, the person who broke the trust does not get to decide what would build trust again. It has to be the partner that the trust was broken with. But then the two need to come together, talk about those, and agree to whatever the guidelines are and for however long it may take. Now, for the partner that was broken, don't be vindictive with it. Don't be hateful with it. That's why I say you've got to really take time to sit with yourself and think. Talk it out with yourself. What would truly help you gain their trust again? How was that trust broken? How did it get to that point? Did you play a role in there? Not to play the blame game, but sometimes we do enable people, which we can get into um, in a next podcast as far as codependency happens. But was there some enabling in there? Those are things that you have to think about. And be really honest with yourself. And if there's nothing that you can think of that, would, that they can do that would allow you to trust them again, go back to the reasons that you love the person. Go back to what happened in the beginning. How was your heart then? I know it's broken. But all the good that you have, is it worth saving? Is it worth fixing? And if it's not, that's okay. Be honest with yourself about it. Don't force things. I think sometimes in so many, and this can happen in friendships, in business relationships, marriages, with our kids. Sometimes we force a relationship that just isn't working because we want this ideal of what we've always dreamt or thought it should be like, and it's not. And it's okay to accept that. It's okay to move on. But I want you to know that it's also okay to try and fix it because it is fixable. But don't be vindictive about it. Really figure out what would truly help you gain their trust again. For my 30-day challengers, you have lost, have, I just, you know, for those of you going through this right now with trust issues, um, I want you to think about how it's affected you in your 30-day challenges. You know, sometimes we, we start to take time for ourselves and and we kind of 
we lost ourselves in taking care of everything and everyone, right? And then when we start to take time for ourselves, life has a funny way of throwing something at us. And if you've lost trust in your marriage, in your relationships, how has that affected your ability to stick with your goals? I can tell you this past few weeks have been rough on mine. I feel like I haven't even really been able to stick to my goals. I'm pretty sure this is the first weight loss challenge I've ever done and I actually gained weight. (laughs) That's how just stressful these past few weeks have been. Um... It's, it's been rough. I'm not going to lie. But I can say that the little, the little habits, you know, the, my previous podcasts have been about habit, building habits, good habits. And the little habits that I have started to build and create have truly, truly helped me stay sane these past few weeks. I have had to what's going on just some insight but of why it's been so rough but and kind of where this comes from too is I have had to place a lot of trust in my husband not for anything mentioned above but sometimes in marriage we must trust our partner's choices trust that their feelings and rationale are valid my husband and I do not always see eye to eye And that's okay. We are two different people who chose to live one life together. But because of that, we don't always agree on on things. But it's one thing that also keeps us very strong and united. So I had to um, place a lot of trust in my husband trust that his feelings his rationale are valid several years ago we agreed and created a safe place for us to be super vulnerable and raw in and real that place that I talked about earlier we created that space it, was, it took it takes trust to build such a place in a relationship and I, we've always had that with each other. And I had to meet my husband in this, in this space for the past two weeks. And let me tell you, there is nothing more painful to see than your husband in emotional turmoil and pain. Sorry. <laughs> Said I wasn't going to cry during this one, but this, it's been heavy. Very heavy. The only thing that weighs more on my heart is seeing my kids heartbroken. It has been very eye-opening for me. I had been fighting an outside battle outside my marriage, a battle that I was allowing to affect my marriage. I was putting that battle first out of fear of the unknown, out of fear of loss. out of fear of other people not understanding. I think we do this a lot in relationships. It's where we allow outside persons or things in and they judge our marriages or 
or the things conflict with our hearts and becomes the forefront and tries to take over what really matters. I had to make a choice. My husband and I are two individuals that have become one. No one and nothing will ever separate us except for us. And we keep choosing us. I hope for all my married friends hurting from trust issues that this podcast gives you hope and allows you to find that trust in your husband or wife again or hopes you realize, most importantly, to trust yourself. Thank you. You just listened to the Challenge with a Purpose podcast by Luana Kamihara. If you enjoyed what you listened to or you want to leave me a comment or you have a question, follow me on Instagram at live1.30. That's live1.30. Or you can follow me on my Challenge with a Purpose Facebook page. Look forward to hearing from you and stay strong in your challenges. Let's do this.